Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hello, everybody. Uh, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with my partner in crime, uh, Miss Leanne Whippen. And uh, Miss Leanne is actually home today, which is kind of unusual for her. She's a very busy person. <laughs> Always so, bouncing around. Yeah, ba- it's going to be home. Around. Yeah, and we've got Artie Davis, Hall of Famer, with us. He's been on the regular show. And Artie was gracious enough to take his time out today. He's got other things to do, but he wish to be with us and talk with us. And so we're very appreciative of that. Um, Artie, I, the group, Gary Wells, Carolyn Wells, you, uh, the whole Brian team, Heineke. Yeah, the whole yeah. team there that, that started that. Uh, did you all write cookbooks? I know Carolyn did. Yeah, Carolyn did. Um Gary donated recipes, but he he didn't write a book. And Rick Welch kind of went off on his own. They were the charter, the the original founders. And then I was a a charter member. We started with about 25 people. I had a homemade certificate that uh, Carolyn Wells made. I, I wish I'd saved it. I don't know what happened to it. But uh, that was the original group. And then I was on the board for several years. You know, I remember my dad, of course, bragging about this, but he got his Ph.B. And yeah. <laughs> you have your, your Ph.B. Was, and what the heck was that? <laughs> your dad was he was truly a philosopher. He, he and I had a very long talk at the Great American Barbecue when it was in when it was operational back in the years ago. And we had a long talk with some pig snoot or pig's nose. Pig's nose, scotch, yeah. yes. <laughs> but he was a philosopher. So I was a philosophy major in college along with sociology. And my goal was to go on and get a PhD. I never did that. So when I got involved in barbecue, I decided, well, barbecues were the original philosophers. And my daughter said, well, why don't you give yourself a PHB? So I put that on the apron. She put that on the apron, Remus Powers PHB. And that's how it happened. uh, And now to get a PHB, you have to jump through a bunch of hoops. Uh, We don't have a bachelor's. We don't have a master's. I'm hoping that some accredited institution eventually will offer such and offer actually a PhD with, you know, the, all the academics required. But now you get it through the Barbecue Society. You apply, you have to have a, a history in barbecue, and, you know, a, a committee decides whether 
you're, you should be eligible. If you're eligible, you submit three prospective dissertation topics. You Sometimes we incorporate all three into one dissertation. Sometimes it's big enough for one dissertation. You write that. Uh, it's critiqued. If it's accepted, then you're invited to an oral exam. You come in person for that. You order uh, barbecue from a restaurant. We sit around and eat it. You critique it. We critique it. Then we. It's open to any questions at all about barbecue. Your dissertation. Any any questions at all, and we grill you, and we we try to make it tough, and then. We send you away while we talk about whether you deserve you're the You're worthy date. or not. <laughs> if you make it that far, you're probably going to make it. We haven't turned anyone down yet. Oh, well, good. <laughs> <laughs> you come back to the room and the announcement is made and you get a little PHB pen. And so it's become sort of formalized now. Yeah. Mine was self-proclaimed. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I actually I didn't know it was still around. Um, I have my dad's PHB pen and, you know, he would always talk about it. And I felt like it needed more recognition or more people talking about it. And yeah. so that's good to be updated on that. It's still possible to do that. Yeah. Do you wear the pen ever? Yeah, I have a pen. I I, I have a PHB on my apron, so I figured that's yeah, good enough. I was actually asking Leanne, do you? Oh, work? no. You know, it's funny. I, I have a little, a little, it's a little velvet pouch with all my 180 pins and my PHB pin. And then I've got a pig head from, you know, my dad. So I have a little pouch, but I'm always afraid that because the little backs don't stay on that I'm right. going to lose them. Yeah. So that's why I don't wear them because I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. I, yeah. I, I've thought about actually putting them like on a necklace, you know, is like something yeah. like that. So, yeah. but yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to lose them. That's why I yeah. don't wear them. They're precious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you should make a necklace and then you can wear Artie's rib bones one day. Yeah. A nice now, gold one. You can, you can get me a gold bone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's talking to you, Artie. She's not. I know, that's such a back some. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do spray point. A spray paint gold. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, okay. well, you, can, you can dip it in gold sauce. Sure. <laughs> Somebody's going to come up with gold sauce eventually. Yeah. You know, and and I'll let you guys try it first. But okay. you know, you, you can do that. Um, out of all the things that you're seeing now in barbecue, Artie, uh, is there some things that you just go? Oh, that's that's innovative. That's good. And then other things you go, no, 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 no. I mean, you're obviously talking to yourself because we all do that. But mm -hmm. are do things come up and you say, hey, that's that's good. That's that's positive. That's going forward, as you said. And then the other ones are like, now, why in the holy jeepers are you doing that? Well, uh what comes to mind first is just the expense of cookers these days. Right. And I've never, you know, you can get some very good high tech cookers, but I still go to the old Weber kettle style. Cause I, I always think if I paid this much for that cooker, 
think of all the meat I could have bought with it, with that same money. So, but if money is no object, it, you know, right now there's a robotic cooking is coming along. And so eventually someone is going to invent a robotic cook that takes advantage of all the secrets of all the successful pitmasters. They're going to talk with Leanne, for example, <laughs> and incorporate that into artificial intelligence and, you know, have like the ultimate pitmaster. Well, no, say it isn't so. <laughs> I'll be the one like with wire cutters and <laughs> wires throughout this that, little. That, that could well, be a monster. Well, Leanne, <laughs> you've worked on TV a lot like I have, and I can tell you that there are robotic people that I work with on TV. And I'm not so sure that they're, I know they're artificial. I'm not so sure about the intelligence part of <laughs> some of it, but I, I've experienced that. So yeah, I can yeah. see that. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a, it's a big bad world out there. Um, do you still mess around with creating sauces or anything party mm. at home? Well, I do, but I'm kind of a sauce magnet and a rub magnet. So there's always stuff on hand that I like to try. Sure. And I, I use it in moderation. I, I still go back to pepper and salt as mm. the standard. But, uh, no, I, I've seen so many people with the hoop dream that they're going to get rich and famous from their sauce or their rub. Mm. And... Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No. Um, so you know, uh, this is the thing. It's not that the sauces aren't good. Well, first of all, right. the market's saturated with them. But, right. you know, you cannot compete with a sweet baby Ray on a grocery store shelf that's selling for $1.99. You know, exactly. because sauces are expensive to make. And then you've got the cost of the bottling now and, yeah. you know, just the middleman. And, and, and to make a profit, you might you have to sell it ton of it uh to really do that and and yeah it's uh beware those yeah trying to get into that business because i i actually had my line of sauces in a grocery store chain and i thought oh my gosh this is great i'm gonna sell you know i had pallets going out and it just it didn't work i mean it's just no. i mean it right. works but you are not going to get rich for right. sure i've I mean, seen if you want Although to make Byron's done a good job. Yeah. <laughs> he's the yeah. exception to the rule. Yeah. Well, yeah, but he's been doing it for 137 years too. <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, really, because you're right. I've had some experience in that. And uh you see a lot of sauces going out the door, but then also you look at it, or, or in my case, it was rubs, and then you say, but well, wait a minute, I had to give this store four cases to and they divided it up between their deli and what have you to do that there's all kinds of caveats in yeah. that business that keep you from actually uh you know really making a a, a decent living at it yeah uh, food brokers and you pay for shelf space and all that yeah, yeah. It's, it's a tough gig i mean yeah. if you stay with it and I see people all the time at the at the local markets, especially the higher end markets where they're they're there doing food demos. I did that, you know, and everybody does it. And oh, it's great. But 
if you're starting it as a side business, it's probably going to stay a side business right. and you're, you might be better off just shipping it out of your garage. I don't know. Yeah. I can't, I can't advise people on that because I, I gave up after about two years. I just yeah. couldn't take the time to deal with it. Well, now you got to be on Amazon too. If you aren't on Amazon, right. <laughs> you know, right. Well, it was, and then when I was doing it, it was like, you want to get into Costco? And then I found out the, the cost, if you will, of doing that and how big companies, and, and I worked for Amazon for about six months, a long time ago, 10 years ago, when I was kind of between doing things and wanted to change. And then I figured out that, no, that's not something I want to do. Amazon was very good. They treated me very well. I'm not going to say anything bad about it, except the fact that if you have a, one of their policies at that time was if you have a problem, if they get complaints about your product, mm -hmm. uh, they can, what they, they called then, I don't know if it's still called this, they called it the Andon cord. And you press the button and all sales stop. Wow. Product. Everything stops until they can get to the bottom of the complaint. And mm -hmm. then they can hold on to your money for over six months. If you're a little, and Costco used to do that too when they started. Uh, a lot of small businesses went in the ditch because they went to their local bank and they borrowed a million dollars because Costco was going to do this and that for them. And then they found out they weren't going to get paid for at least six months on some things. And the other tricks that those big uh, operators did as far as crediting back and broken cases and this and that. Uh, very, very difficult to compete. Yeah. Very difficult. So, but on a brighter note, we've got spring is on its way here and we've got barbecue coming up. Are you, are you signed up to do some more judging this year, Artie? Not signed up. In fact, uh, I was, I love the Houston contest and I, I was invited. They're going to have that again this year. Oh, good. And uh, I had to tell them I'm, we live in a high risk area in Kansas, Kansas city. So I said, invite me back next year. And so I, I hate to miss that. That's this month, mm -hmm. end of this month. Very good contest. Memphis in May, I'm going to stop and decline that. Oh, this really? going to be at the fairgrounds. And I, maybe I'm overly cautious, but uh, I just want to make sure safe. Well, I was at the Jack. I can't give up that tradition, as you know. Good, then I'll see you at the Jack. Yeah, I'll be there <laughs> regardless. But uh, in the American Royal, uh, uh, that's a tradition for me. I, I'll be there. Otherwise, uh, it's kind of touch and go, depending on how this virus. Sure, behaves. sure. I understand. I understand. Well, Artie, it has been a true pleasure to talk to you today. It's always a pleasure to talk. To well, you. it's fun. But you're always, uh, <clears throat> you always slip something in there that we didn't know before. And, <laughs> and I like that. There was a lot, actually. So yeah. I, I was uh, pleasantly surprised by all the information. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. Artie Davis, I could probably you. stay on the air for another two hours with you okay. easily. <laughs> but thank you so much. <laughs> Artie, thank you. Uh, thank you. you uh, you're great. And folks, that's going to wrap up our after hours with uh, Artie Davis here on Barbecue Nation. We will be back next week with another edition. 
Remember our motto here, turn it, don't burn it. Take care, everybody.